At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then, book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. It is time for the final segment of this show, and that show is Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast heard wherever you get your podcast so make sure you subscribe we certainly appreciate you being with us if you're listening to us over the air in las vegas nevada home to your las vegas raiders thanks for being with us on 98.5 the fan and 11:40 the bet appreciate that where this show actually all started many moons ago so we appreciate you being with us uh, make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast subscribe on youtube hit the notifications bell the gentleman to my left or your right on the screen as you're watching is Mr. Mo Moten. He is a national NFL writer for Bleacher Report, also Raiders columnist up on sportsnot.com. You can follow him on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. You can follow me at L-V Gully. The show is S-N-B Today. Okay, Mo, you ready for some questions? I think so, depending on what the questions Yes. Involve. So we're going to, and, and we've, we've evolved, we've evolved the questions a little bit, guys, because we're, because some of you, and I'm assuming you're all under 30. <laughs> you don't even want to send email anymore, which is totally cool. I don't care how you get the questions to us. But um, we have people who are tweeting us questions. And I know, Mo, you've had these. You've brought a couple of them over the last several weeks uh, as we get them. So I'm trying to find as I scroll through Twitter because I'm, I'm not exactly prepared as I thought I wanted to be for this one. So we'll, we'll get to it. But, Mo, we had a gentleman who responded about the show. Um, he was very complimentary of the show, but he wanted to know why 
when they're watching the video, he was watching the video, and the video we published up on Twitter uh, with Pete Doherty, um, asking why I have this set with a brick wall and this Raider sign behind me, and he felt like maybe you were in an undisclosed underground bunker. And this is because. Go ahead. <laughs> Go. No, I have an explanation. I, I, I'm no, no, and 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 you're in a room. Like I, I don't. It doesn't look to me like you're in a bunker or anything like that. I know, I know you have your. You have to have. You have a high level of security because of the Midtown Mo thing. But but I do know that it's just interesting to me what people notice, like about backgrounds on the video because we're there. And and again, I'm not criticizing the comment because I think it was done. It, in a nice way. It wasn't meant to be an insult or anything. I reminded him that you live in New York City and it's really expensive. So it's not like you're going to have a 4,500 square foot house or something <laughs> in Manhattan, right? So, so, uh, but that's what he wanted to know was why, why you, you have a white wall and I have a brick wall, I guess. Although my bricks are fake, by the way. I know people know this, but I'm just pointing it out. So, <laughs> Story time with Mo really quick. Back in my heyday when I first started and the Raiders weren't, you know, weren't very good, I started off being very critical of the team. This is back in 2014. This is Derek Carr's rookie year. So I started covering the Raiders professionally when Derek Carr was drafted. And I was very critical of the Raiders back then. And to this day, there are people out there who don't care for my tweets very much or no. my Raiders analysis. And so I have to have a very generic background so that people cannot decipher where I am at any given time <laughs> because there are people out there who are still looking for me. And I uh -huh. tweets I send out sometimes still agitate and trigger people. So I have to be very careful about how I move out in the street, how I move on camera, because, you know, again, there are, there are snipers out there. There are trained <laughs> people out there who have special sets of skills. Yes. And I'm trying to deliver this show with Scott and I'm trying to be here and be present for you all. So for that reason, I have to be in a very, very discreet area when I do these shows. Yes. So so the fact that he's underground and that there's like 18, <laughs> 18 feet of concrete between him and the surface, that's that's for safety. And so people have to understand, not only that, too, but because of Mo's former profession, of course, which was in clandestine operations with the Central Intelligence Agency, he's also got to, he's got, he's just got to be careful, yeah, just, right? Cause, because, you know, Putin's not very happy with Mo right now, so he's got to be careful. Mo, Mo, it isn't even my real name. That's right. That's just my, that's just my performance name. So if you, right. if you know my real name out there, don't tell the people what my real name is. Funny story about your name. Here's an aside before we get to the next uh, the next message. So I have a good friend. His name is Jeremy Pepper. He's out in Los Angeles, a PR guy, a great guy, good friend of the family. And um, he one day, and this happened a long time ago, and I forgot to tell you, but he's like, hey, he's like, your host. He's like, your host is really, your host is really good. I said, yeah, we should read his writing. It's good. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm a Detroit guy. I just care about the Lions. And I said, well, I'm sorry. But then, um, I, and he's like, he's like, but his, is his name really Mo? And I said, well, his real name is Maurice, but he goes by Mo. And he's like, does he know he spells it the Jewish way? <laughs> M-O-E. Yes. Really? And I was like, what do you mean the Jewish way? He's like, well, yeah, anytime you meet a Jewish guy who's, whose name is Mo, it's not M-O, it's M-O-E. And I said, really? Ah. And I said, well, ah. I'll ask him if he eats kosher. I don't know. Maybe he eats avocados, so maybe. I will say the area that I'm in that will remain undisclosed <laughs> has a high population of Hasidic Jewish people. Ah, okay. 
does. See, there you go. It really does. It could be Long Island. I mean, it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. Yeah. could be anywhere. But I, hey, I miss going to New York for um, deli because, de oh, man, some sandwiches. Mm, dive right in. All right. So there you go. So Mo, Mo is under protection uh, in the witness, <laughs> witness, protection. witness protection program. Uh, and that's why, that's why his wall is white. But that's okay. Okay. So I, I, am the, I am the Hank Hill of Raider podcasting and <laughs> content creation. The Hank Hill? <laughs> hey, Bobby. That guy? Henry is that what you said? Oh, Henry, Henry Hill. Hill. Oh, I thought Henry you meant Hank Hill, Hill from the ad. Henry like, Hill. But, Sorry okay. about that. You had me yep. worried about that. He's getting Hank. into animation. I was like, what are you doing, Mo? Okay. So enough. People are like, why are you guys wandering over the hell place? Because we're having fun. It's the off season. Relax. All right. Let me pull. I, and now, of course, I shut my mail program down. Now I can't get to the mail program. So I'm going to get this fired up here. Where did it go? Oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, no, I didn't. There he goes. By the way, we as we are recording the show, uh, Twitter is having all sorts of issues. So I'm trying to get to Okay. Here we go. This is from Tier, Tier Raiders 22 on Twitter, who says, uh, I have a question from the mailbag. Is there a chance in order to get a deal done with the Raiders that they would pay for some of Carr's 2023 salary, like the Browns did with Baker Mayfield? Uh, let's say eight to $10 million. He just threw that number out there. Again, that's from Tier Raiders 22 on Twitter. Mo, what do you think? Their teams, when they have these trade deals, you. To answer this question, yes. There are there are situations where a team trading a player away will pay a portion of the contract or you know, whatever whatever portion that they agree to with the team acquiring that player. So he brought up Baker Mayfield. That was one of the situations where the Browns paid part of his contract and the Panthers played a lesser portion of it. Now that now Baker Mayfield had you know, there was less money on the table. Carr's contract was a lot bigger than Baker Mayfield's co contract was. But that's just one example, as the email pointed out. But there, this in this situation, as ESPN's Jeremy Fowler pointed out, Carr isn't willing to re rework his deal, right? Mm -hmm. So basically, he wants to keep his current contract because it's a pretty good deal with forty point four million due in the next two years. If the Raiders, if it comes down to it, where the Saints say, "Okay, we want Carr, we'll give you this amount of draft capital for him," let's let's say a third round pick. But you have to eat some of that contract. I think the Raiders would agree to something like that because it beats having to cut him and get nothing for him. So at this exactly. point, I think the Raiders are in a situation where they, yes, they would probably eat some of Derek Carr's contract if that's brought up. Now, I'm not saying it, it's definitely going to happen if he's traded, but if that's brought up in conversation with the Saints or any other team, the Jets or whoever, and they say, hey, we'll, we'll agree to this trade and Derek Carr waves his con no tra contract uh his no trade clause and they say but you have to eat a portion of this contract i think Dave Zicker would say sure because again we don't want to let their car go and be left empty-handed without any draft capital coming in right especially if they're going young quarterback route okay because then you can say okay we already have to pay Derek car five against the cap if we have to absorb another five or eight million right against the cap it's not going to kill us because we're going with a rookie quarterback uh that just it limit they have a, they have a lot of cap room okay so that's good and and what it does is they just then have to count on nailing their draft picks so that means they can sign maybe it pre preempts them from signing or, or prevents them i should say from signing an additional free agent or a free agent at a different level that's what that money would do but certainly workable and to your point if they're getting a third round pick mo let's just say that's what happens a third round pick 
for $8 million, the, yeah, you got to pay that out, but you're going to save the money too uh, by getting a good rookie in the third round, which you can get plenty, plenty of talent in that round. So a uh, good question there by Tier Raiders 22 on Twitter. So thank you for that. Actually, right. I'm for, I'm very familiar with Tier Raiders 22. He, he yeah. actually said, he actually also asked the question of what's the probability of the of a car trade happening now. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to have fun with this because we all know that when you throw out a percentage, these things are arbitrary. I, I think McAfee said there was a 75% chance that the Raiders are cut car <laughs> and people were saying 15% chance cars trade. I think that was Mike Garoppolo for NFL Network. I'll say at this point, because of the visit with the Saints, I'll go, it's a 55% chance that car is traded. Simply because, again, mm-hmm. I think that in the coming days, we're recording this on, well, this is actually going to come out on Thursday. But yeah. I actually think in the coming days, the Jets are going to step up and another team in the NFC South or another team in the NFC could step up and and schedule a meeting with Carr. And there's gonna not a bidding war, not an intense bidding war, but I believe there are going to be two teams that are going to say, we're willing to trade for Carr. And the Raiders pull the trigger on one of those deals. That may be wishful thinking, but I'll say 55% cars traded. Well, I do know that a hundred percent chance that we all don't know for sure. Uh, but but I will say, well, I will say though, you're right though, because we haven't heard anything about Tampa. Like, what is Tampa doing? We don't know what they're gonna do at quarterback. They have they've got to get a veteran guy, right? So we don't know. So Tampa might be waiting, especially with the New Orleans uh being in the division. They might be waiting and just saying, okay, we'll see what they're gonna do. Then we're gonna get on the horn and we're gonna we're gonna talk to Derek Carr too. Uh, because he would be in their division. And if he's in their division and they got no quarterback, that's not good for them. So we'll see how it all works out. But uh uh, uh Tier Raiders 22, we appreciate the question. All right, moving on to the next question. Uh <clears throat> here we go. It says, Scott, this is addressed at me. Um, you are a handsome gentleman. No, just kidding. Uh, it says, Scott, why are you so enamored with C.J. Stroud? When When is the last time a good quarterback uh, from Ohio State made it in the NFL long term? Uh, I disagree with your statement, and I don't think he is the player for the Raiders. That is Lee in Fremont, California. So, Lee, pull up a chair. Here's the thing, and Mo and I have said this over the last couple of weeks. You don't recruit the helmet, you recruit, or you don't evaluate the helmet, you evaluate the player. If you look at the history of Ohio State, the offenses they've run, you can see why their quarterbacks have not done well in the NFL. If you look at what's happened over the last couple years, Justin Fields, yes, Justin Fields is not a superstar in the NFL. He was on a very bad team, and he improved greatly last year um, in, in amongst some injury. And so he is a, a, gr- a great opportunity. He has a great opportunity to improve into a long-term starting quarterback in the NFL. C.J. Stroud, if you take away your bias, and listen, I hate Ohio State. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I don't like Ohio State. But I'm looking at the player, <laughs> and I'm looking at his skill set. I'm looking at how he operates and what he would do in a Josh McDaniels offense, what Josh McDaniels does in his offense. I invite you, our good friend, Uh, T.J. O'Sullivan over at the quarterback school just did a film breakdown of him and Bryce Young. I would go watch both of those, and you can learn. We all make statements based on beliefs we have, prior history, all that kind of stuff. But what I would invite people, and I'm not fighting with people on this anymore. I'm just saying, go watch. Well, he can't handle pressure. Well, most quarterbacks that come out of college 
are not very good against pressure <laughs> at all. It just happens. That's the way it is. So go look at that, but but educate yourselves and look at him. You can disagree with me, but what I invite you to do is go look at C.J. Stroud's game, what he does well, the throws he does make. Is he perfect? No. Does he have an elite arm? No. He has a very good arm, very live arm, but he is a guy I believe. I'm not telling you you have to agree with me. I believe that is the guy for the Raiders system that would fit best and they could either get at seven or move up maybe to three to get. I don't. I think Bryce Young's going to go first. I think somebody's going to trade with with Chicago or he'll go at number two. So so either way, to me those are the two best guys in the draft. And I think the only guy that will be there for the Raiders will be C.J. Stroud. So Mo, this is where these myths again continue to per- produce the thought. And I understand it. You grow up and you're ten years old and your dad says something and then it sticks with you for the rest of your life. But USC has not had very many good quarterbacks stick in the NFL recently. Wyoming hasn't. Josh Allen's pretty good. Uh, Texas Tech hasn't. Patrick Mahomes is pretty good. There's all sorts of examples of guys who've done it coming out of programs as the game has evolved. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. My counter to Lee's email, and thanks, Lee, for that email, yeah, but I would great. ask Lee, if you're listening, what what is the alternative? <laughs> is it Bryce Young? Because Alabama quarterbacks for a while have had the same, you know, things said about them. Alabama quarterbacks are good at Alabama because they have all of that talent. And we get to NFL, they're not nearly as good. Because mm-hmm. if you want Bryce Young, that's Alabama. Do you want Anthony Richardson out of Florida? Show me the Florida quarterbacks who are killing it right now in the <laughs> NFL. Right. Do you want Will Levis? Show me the Kentucky quarterbacks in the NFL right now that are killing it. So my point being is, Yes, you cannot you cannot just go by scouting the school and say, okay, no quarterbacks or very few quarterbacks from this school succeed on the NFL level. You have to watch the film. You have to watch the tape and evaluate the player. You cannot ding uh, C.J. Stroud for what Cardell Jones was in the NFL or wasn't or, or Justin Fields, what he is or isn't in, in, in the NFL or any other player that comes out of Ohio State, what they were in the NFL. You have to look at the specific specific player. Does he fit what Josh McDaniels needs in his offense? And look at his skill set. Can he right. can he be successful on the NFL level with the skill set that he has? Again, it has nothing to do with the players that came before him because if you look at the NFL landscape right now, the top QBs, there is no consensus on the powerhouse school that's producing a bunch of pro-level quarterbacks. Right. Right. Yeah. There's no quarterback factory anymore. Like you used to see that. I mean, USC used to produce a ton of quarterbacks, even UCLA back in the day. Right. So, so the game has changed the way recruiting has done. The NIL stuff has changed college sports overall. You know, a guy's not going to go to some of these schools anymore because he can go get $5 million to play at Ohio state or go wherever he can. So, so to me, that's it. But also if you just watch, I'm not talking about Saturday's highlight reel. Also, there's these other false narratives, and, and you talked about Alabama having all, all that talent. There's no question. But with a quarterback and with Ohio State and C.J. Stroud, Mo, people come at me and say, well, he had the best receiver in the country, Marvin Harrison. Yes, but the ball doesn't get itself there. 
It has to be thrown to the receiver. Now, the receiver gets open, and you say, oh, well, then, then are easier throws. But if you watch the film, watch 50-50 balls thrown to Harrison. Watch balls thrown to Harrison that are only where he can catch them in the end zone. That's what you have to look for. So I, I know a lot of people don't have a ton of time. You're not going to go watch hours and hours of video. But I'm, I, if you invest maybe 30 minutes and go watch some of these scouts and some of these breakdown guys who really do good film work, you will see what I see having watched them all season long. And we're going to have guys, again, I'm going to re reiterate this for people listening to the show. We're going to have guys on here that are going to talk about a lot of these prospects. So if yes. you don't take our word for it, because you know we're not, we're not film junkies per se, We'll have knowledgeable people on that. We'll shed some light on a lot of these prospects and give their insight. And some of them may agree with us and some of them may disagree. So we'll we'll find out. But again, I would I would implore people before you say this guy's not gonna pan out, if you're gonna make a strong <laughs> statement like that, make sure you've watched enough tape of that player before you make a strong statement like that. Yeah, and 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 some of the the hyperbole, you know. Oh, he he, C.J. Stroud's another J.P. Lossman. I'm like, are you kidding? I know he was a first rounder, but come on, let's 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 be real. Watch the two. It's not even close. So <laughs> let's just keep it real. So anyway, but that, uh, but Lee, we appreciate the question. I'm not picking you on that stuff. You were just asking the question, oh. and you're totally entitled to your opinion. You don't like C.J. Stroud? I'm okay with that. Uh, but the Ohio State thing just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and we'll see other programs produce quarterbacks as well uh, that are surprising as well. Oklahoma's put a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, and they didn't last, right? So so you go you go back to some of the biggest busts over the last 15 years have come out of Oklahoma at quarterbacks. See, my my thing is, if you look at the the uh, not the Philadelphia Eagles, if you look at the 49ers, right? They drafted, mm -hmm. they moved up to draft Trey Lance, right? Yep. North yep. Dakota State. Did they, were they afraid to draft him because of what happened with Carson Wentz, you know, <laughs> and how he flamed out? So, like, you have to understand that, again, what a play, what a prospect did from the same program years before has nothing to do with the incoming class of rookies. <laughs> you you cannot connect the two. That would be, that would be like saying, well, because Moe's, cousin or dad wasn't good at writing mo is not going to be a good writer you know same family tree comes from the same upbringing whatever you can't translate one person's skill set to another person you you just have to again you have to evaluate the specific person or player in this case you just can't slap a label on a school and say this school doesn't produce good quarterbacks this school doesn't produce good running backs this school doesn't produce good wide receivers Dig into the film and and have an opinion for yourself. Because I'm not saying Lee did this, but what a lot of people fall into the trap of, they see a take on social media or they'll see a, a person that they follow have a certain take and they'll take that take verbatim and adopt it as their own without even doing their own research. Again, I'm not saying Lee did this, but I see a lot of this on Twitter and I, I'll use Will Levis as an example. There, Before we even ended the 2022 season, there was an idea that Will Levis is not going to work on an NFL level, didn't have a great season. You know, there were a lot of criticisms about his mechanics. And I see a lot of people still are criticizing, criticizing him for the same thing. But now you're, I'm starting to see more people say, well, if you give Will Levis a better supporting cast, because he, he didn't have a, a, a really, he didn't have a quality supporting cast at Kentucky this past season, he can succeed. So there, there's the counter argument to it. But what I, my point is that, 
you're going to have both sides of the argument and you have to right. weigh both sides for yourself based on your own opinion. Don't look for the, the popular draft person on Twitter and to, and adopt their opinion because they're not always right either. No, they're, they're not. And, and, and I had, you know, people tell me with Orlovsky basically saying what I said in my piece, well, well he's, he's a failed quarterback. What does he know? He's on TV analyzing football. I, I unknown dude on Twitter. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. I'm not trying to make fun of you, but Dan Orlovsky knows more about the quarterback position than I do. Uh, so I, and, and even his comments about Devonte Adams saying that he wanted to play with the young quarterback, people were saying, Oh, unless I see it on video, I don't believe it. I'm like, okay, you want to call the guy a liar? That, that's your prerogative. But with the quarterbacks, you know, again, judge them on their talent individually because there's great programs out there. And if you start to go down and say, Oh, well, this school consistently puts out great quarterbacks. There are none right now. Here's here's the other thing about criticizing Dan Orlovsky, and I'm and I'm not saying I'm I'm I love Dan Orlovsky. I mean Dan Orlovsky does a great job on ESPN, yeah. but some of the guys that aren't necessarily great football players in, in their career days turn out to be pretty good head coaches and GMs. You see yeah. it all the time where a player is a mediocre or average or below average player in, in, during his career days, but then he becomes a head coach. He becomes a scout. He becomes a GM and he's good at his job. Just because you weren't good at playing the game doesn't mean you're not good at evaluating the game. You could still be a great evaluator and just not have the physical talent to succeed for whatever reason. That's correct. I mean, and it goes in every every profession, Mo. Like it's the same kind of people who say you can't talk about it because you didn't play the sport. Well, I've never I could be a political writer at The Washington Post and I've never been president, but I write about the president like you know, those kind of nonsensical arguments. It's look, you can just simply say, I don't agree with their opinion. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's all you got to say. Like, I don't agree with them. And I, I don't, I don't know if you want to call him a liar on the Devonte Adams thing, go ahead. But um, I think just educate yourself to, to Mo's point. I think this is what your point was, Mo, which is just look a little deeper and then formulate your opinion. Doesn't mean you're going to change your mind and you don't have to listen to us. You don't have to agree with us, but just take the time to look out there, read six different pieces, draft profiles of a player and find out what the consensus is. And you might gravitate towards one or the other. So there you go. That's good. But, but a good question, Lee, I appreciate it. Uh, and it allowed me to get on my soapbox and address one of my pet peeves. So it works. It works for me. Because I'm actually, I'm actually on the CJ Stroud train too. I think I tweeted yes. this recently that I, I, I would prefer a CJ Stroud, Jared Stidham combination, you have those two battle it out for the starting job in, in training camp. And I yeah. know Jared Stidham is not gonna make anyone excited, but I think it's it's a decent it's decent competition for a rookie because Jared Stidham knows the system. So if your rookie is able to beat out a guy who has four years in the system, it's a positive sign. <laughs> yeah, it would be. That would be incredible. Uh, but I also want to bring this up too, because a lot of people when when I wrote the piece and have been conversing with people over the last several days about it online, they a lot of them say the same thing. And, and it's a good point, but I want to address it, which is Josh McDaniels on the hot seat. You and I have said it on the show, have we not? Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I get that. But I think it was probably three or four weeks ago, right towards the end of the season, Mo, you said that if they decide to go the rookie rookie quarterback route, even a Stidham rookie back rookie quarterback route, that you would assume that Mark Davis and Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler have had the conversation that, guess what? Okay, last year was unacceptable, but now we're going this route. We're going to build for the long term, so you're going to get a little grace period here. You're going to get a grace period. 
I'm going to give you a year to evaluate this young quarterback to see if Jared Stidham can do it, can do the job. And then the expect, so the expectations come down this year, but next year they're going right back up. Basically a slow rebuild because just like fans understand there's a slimmer chance of going to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. Mark Davis understands that. And guys, the smart football guys understand that as well, because your rookie quarterback is going to take some lumps. He's going to have to learn on the job. Mm -hmm. So I think going with a rookie quarterback route, you understand that you got to give your head coach some leeway because he has a, he has a first year player who's learning at the most important position and you're basically saying, okay, we're building this slowly. Now, Aaron Rodgers' move would put Josh McDaniels in a tough spot because in that in that situation, he would have to win. You have Aaron Rodgers, you have a four-time league MVP, no excuses. You got to win a lot of games now. And I think Josh McDaniels, not to say that he would prefer one or the other, but if he's going to rookie route, he understands that he's going to get a longer leash with a rookie quarterback than he would have with the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and no, no question. So I think that's, again, it goes back to our earlier discussion about people with a the, this mindset of it has to be A or B. No, it can be A and B. So you can get a young quarterback and the coach can get a reprieve on the expectations because they have to develop that quarterback. So uh, I, I think that's what people need to do. I think people are excited. They want to know what's going to happen. So I understand the anticipation and the desire to have some closure with Derek Carr, but also to have an idea of where the team's going. The reality is, barring them going after Aaron Rodgers and signing him early and it leaking out, we were not we're not going to know until draft day, <laughs> or at least right before what the Raiders plan to do or what we're hearing they're going to do. But as you said last show, Mo, this organization will be dead quiet like the Patriots are. They That's one part of the Patriot way that they have definitely brought with them. Stuff breaking does not come from Las Vegas. It comes from national writers because they've decided to tell those writers uh, in the case of Ian Rappaport and those guys with the NFL Network because uh, it's they just have a tight ship. Look at what happened with the Saints just recently. No one was talking about, I mean, just full disclosure, I went on the Bleach Report live show and I said the Saints will be a good landing spot for Derek Carr. I actually said this on January 9th. You can look this up. I remember. But there, was, there, wasn't, much, there wasn't much buzz about the Saints and Derek Carr from league circles and reporters until recently it popped up. Oh, Derek Carr has got a meeting with the saints coming up. It just came up out of nowhere over the past, what, 24 hours. Yeah. But I think what happened was when you, when the team went to uh mobile to look at, you know, senior bowl and everything discussions happen. And you, you probably met with someone in saints brass and they said, okay, they probably discussed loosely what the trade parameters would be. And they said, okay, you know, Derek Carr is willing to come down here. We'll take a look at him. We'll talk to him. And, if we come to a deal, then this is what it could look like. So I think they kept that under wraps because, again, it didn't come up until over the last, what, 24 or 48 hours. So I don't want to say you always have to expect the unexpected, but <laughs> that's been the theme with the Dave Ziegler-Josh McDaniels tandem is that certain things have happened and you don't see it coming. There's not right. much buzz about it until the day of or the day before something goes down. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Of course, the Super Bowl is Sunday. We're not talking a lot about it here. You're getting plenty of coverage in in everything from mom podcasts, because the podcast row, which I will do everything in my power to get Mo to Las Vegas next year for podcast row. We're going to we're going to try it. I'm giving you a year's notice, Mo. We're going to get the Odyssey folks to get us the spot. It's in Las Vegas. We got to be there, right? And all those people that wanted to meet Mo 
even though he has a 14-person security entourage, you can get at least close enough to wave at him. You might not be able to touch him. <laughs> you can get one of those selfies where you're like this and the people are like 50 yards behind you. It, you know, we'll figure it out. But anyway, but we're not going to talk a lot about the Super Bowl. We'll talk a little bit about it next week and the result. Eagles are going to win. Uh, but other than that, um, we're going to skip that one because we wanted to get to as much Raiders talk today as well. And we won't be back until next Tuesday. Of course, we're down to two times a week and with breaking news. So if tomorrow or later today, Derek Carr gets traded, Mo and I will hop on. Mo might be um, on a contract hit at the time. He might be, I know, I'm just trying to riff with the with the theme we had tonight. No, he might be in Midtown in his limo, or I might be uh, at my office. Wherever we're going to be, we'll get together, even if it's a lo-fi version of the podcast, but we will get to any kind of breaking news that pops up, especially if it's around the Derek Carr situation. Uh, Mo, make sure you feed those guys that are protecting you there in the bunker. And um, I will talk to you on Tuesday, my friend. You guys and gals have to continue to watch the show because I need to pay my security. If I don't pay my security, my 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 life yes. is in danger if I don't. So please support the podcast so I can feed the people that protect me. It's that East Coast, West Coast rivalry. Just move from hip hop to podcasting. So Mo's got to be careful. He's got some folks out on the West Coast. <laughs> that Mo guy, hate, I hate his tweets. Hate his tweets. I hate his tweets. He's so mean. He I know people, people think I, I guess I'm, I'm kind of glad I changed my Twitter picture because people said my old <laughs> picture made it seem like I was some mean, hefty dude. And I'm just, I'm not a mean guy. I just, one, I have a low tolerance for like BS. That's one thing. Yeah. Very low tolerance for it. That's why I said my two Twitter response policy is still intact, but <laughs> not a mean guy. I'm very approachable. If you see me on the street, wave, say that, hi. Hey, Mo, I'll know who you are. That's like my 10 minute doctor's office policy. Did I ever tell you about that? Absolutely not. I'd like to hear it though. So you go to the doctor, right? And what happens when you go to the doctor? So you have an appointment at 1030 in the morning. What happens? When's the doctor? Waiting. You wait for forever, right? Sometimes it's forever. Sometimes it's quick. Sometimes. So what I do is I go to the doctor. My appointment's for 1030. I sit there at 1030. It's 1040. I go to the receptionist and I say, hey, listen, I had an appointment for 1030. Oh yeah, they're backed up. And I said, okay, well, my time's just as valuable as yours. So I, I'm going to give you 10 more minutes, and if the doctor's not ready, I'm leaving. Well, we'll have to charge you for No, you won't charge me for the appointment because my time is valuable too. So don't waste my time. Scott's going to say, let me speak to your manager. Let me get off my lawn. Let me speak to your manager. <laughs> no, that's, that's, no, that's David Carr. Come on. <laughs> As Adrian said. What did he call it? Adrian Hernandez, our buddy from 1140 The Bet in Las Vegas. He called it... Um, Angry manager vibes, right? Or get yeah. me the manager. Get me the manager vibes. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Shout shout out to Adrian on that. You one. you were throwing shots all day today, Scott. You you were really Scott. No. You get in trouble. I can't defend you. These people that you throw shots at, they come after you. I Madonna didn't throw comes shots at Well, Ma oh Madonna, yeah, Madonna and that whole Satanist crowd might come after me. But other than that, I'm fine. I don't know what's going on with that. Did you see the Grammys? Like, what's going on? craziness I, I, I only have enough to pay for my security i can't pay for my security <laughs> and your extra security too so. yeah i got i got the family there that's okay i got a security it's just inside my ba my waistband so don't worry about it <laughs> my gack it doesn't matter <laughs>
Now we've devolved. I hope you're enjoying it. No, laughing. Gosh, this you know, reals. somebody's listening to this on the train to work and they're cracking up and people are looking. What's wrong with that guy? What's wrong with that guy? Oh, boy. Anyway. All right, my friend. I will talk to you on Tuesday. All right. Sounds good. All right. Uh, make sure you follow Mo on Twitter. Don't forget. M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. Read his stuff up on Bleach Report. Mo, I got to bring you back in here. When when Did you already have your live? Your, your Bleach Report were live? Was that on Wednesday or Thursday? Or it's today? It's Friday. actually next Friday on the 17th. Next. I'll have a Raiders live stream talking all things in the offseason. That's, so that's right. Free agent, free agent targets and draft prospects. Yes. How did I forget the plug? Jeez. I got it. Got it covered. All right. We got it. Okay. So, yeah, you can check out Mo uh, next Friday as well as next Tuesday and Thursday. So you can get three doses of Midtown Mo. So we appreciate that as well. Do us a favor. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, we would appreciate that. Also, if you're up on iTunes especially, give us a five-star rating. Put in there how great we are and how much you'd like to invite us to dinner. You know, whatever it is. Just just be nice. Uh, and One-star reviews need not apply. So we appreciate that as well. For our producer, David Stepanian, David Stepanian, excuse me, David, for butchering your name there. And for Mo Moten, I am Scott Colbranson. This has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Take care, everybody.